Welcome to Elbow Grease. I am your host, Tavisha. Here, we talk about everything fitness. That includes the mental, physical, and sometimes even spiritual. Nothing is off topic. Hey, y'all, and welcome to another episode of Elbow Grease. This week, I want to talk about keeping the main thing the main thing. So, you know, results, progress, gains, and any type of improvement All of that is related to our ability to keep the main thing the main thing. What exactly is the main thing? I can't specifically answer that for you, but I can point you in the right direction. The main thing is your why. I often ask clients, why are you wanting to change something about the way you currently run your life? Um, Think about that for a second. Really, truly think about that. The answer you give yourself is probably going to be a surface answer. Nine times out of ten, that's what I get, a surface answer. And that's okay, and it's totally understandable. Usually, a client has just met me, and they're probably saying to themselves, I don't know you from a hill of beans, so I don't expect to get someone's deepest, darkest secrets five minutes after meeting them. What I do expect and need to be able to assist you in getting to your goals Uh, is the real authentic reason and even more than I need it you need it it's the reason why you get out of bed in the morning it's the real reason you've tried 50 11 diets it's the reason you keep trying to get better at this thing called life whatever that reason is is the reason you got to keep your eye on the prize so to speak staying focused on self-improvement whether it be physical mental or spiritual is hard I'm not even trying to front or sugarcoat it to you. There are all types of energy draining, focus deterrents, progress stoppers out there. It could be anything from your boss piling on another task five minutes before it's time for you to get off work or your kid missing the school bus and now you got to take them. Or it could just be your own self saying you don't have time and then coming up with 50, 11 more things to do instead of what we need to be doing. Sometimes those reasons are legit and need to be taken in consideration, but my question is, even with that being so, if we'd kept the main thing, the main thing initially, wouldn't we always have time to keep moving forward, resulting in ultimately reaching our goals? Just some food for thought. Anywho, since we talked last week about starting where you are, and that we all have what it takes to take the next step forward and progress, I want to focus on how do we keep the main thing the main thing in whatever form or capacity that takes. Basically, we all know how to stay focused in some shape, form, or fashion because when it boils down to it, when we absolutely need to get shit done and there's some sort of terrible repercussion if we don't get it done, we miraculously figure out a way to make it happen. But the burning question is, when it comes to our own personal goals and staying with them until completion, why is it such a struggle? After all, isn't that why we have free will and an insatiable desire to be happy, to reach our goals? Well, I have a few ideas. Um, Well, I have a few of my own, and then some are from you folks, my listeners and clients. So let's get right to it. As always, we have three main focuses mental, spiritual, and physical. Starting out with the mental, there were two aspects that stood out when I think about myself as well as when I ask this question to clients. 
they aren't in any particular order. So just two, real quick. Number one, that's self-perception. So self-perception is based on all positive and negative experiences we have had in our lives and also on what we make of ourselves in the environment that we live in. We never see ourselves as others do, and we're usually harder on ourselves than anyone else. With those things squarely in the forefront of our brain, it's really easy to justify not staying focused on the main thing. How you perceive yourself determines what you're capable of, also determines your worth, and also determines your ability to accomplish goals. So to help keep your self-perception in check, what I do, and also I want to implore you to do so as well, is to remind yourself of how much you've overcome and what it took for you to get through. Now, that, that doesn't mean to think about the whole experience because when you've overcome something, usually there was a struggle at some point during the experience. And we all have the capability to savor a memory without harboring the pain that was attached to it. So when you're thinking about self-perception and things that you've overcome, don't or try not to, I know it's easier said than done, try not to attach the pain that comes with it. Even if you have to write down the good parts of the memory of how you specifically overcame or made it through, um, through the struggle, do that. And then just read it over and over again. That in and of itself is a win. One is an example of your strength. Well, actually it's two examples. Um, the fact that you overcame and then two, the fact that you can separate the memory from the negativity. Like uh, that old uh, after school special commercial said, a mind is a terrible thing to waste with. <laughs> wait, let me stop. I'm, I'm aging myself a bit, but wait though. Um, it's also a great example of perseverance. Keeping those thoughts and memories readily available will no doubt put you in the mindset of you can do it. Point blank, period. So number two on the list would be self-value. Now that's different from self-perception. Did a little research, so according to psychology today, self-value is more behavioral than emotional. It's more about how you act toward what you value, including yourself, than how you feel about yourself as it pertains to or comparing yourself to others. It does include self-care, which as you know, if you follow me on Instagram, I'm a huge fan and advocate of self-care. That bath be calling my name every single night. So how do we practice self-value as it pertains to helping us uh, keep the main thing the main thing? You already know how. Uh, this goes along with the theme of last week's show of you having what it takes. So I want you to think for a second about your thought process when you value something. What's something you truly value? Like at the top of the list, let me use myself for an example because uh, basically this is a one-person podcast. For me, i um, give you an honest moment real quick, and this is me being real honest, me probably being more vulnerable than I've been in the four-episode history of elbow grease. I'm putting my s myself out there, y'all. I value my physical appearance. I value the way I look in clothes. I value the way I feel in clothes. And more importantly, I value the way I look without clothes on. Without with that being said, I go out of my way to make sure I maintain the thing that I value. So we all treat the things we value in in such a manner. Another great example would be Jordan brand shoes. You know, like the Jordans that are numbered one, two, three, four. I think what we're on number thirty-two or something like that. I have a toothbrush right there in the drawer in my restroom in my bathroom, ready to shine them shoes up 
if they get dirty because I paid a hell of a lot of money for my pair. Uh, I also, you know, another way that we would value our Jordans would be to make sure that we didn't get a crease in them. Shoot, we could have Jordans that are three years old, but I bet you they ain't got a crease in them. So I said all that to say we definitely know how to value and better yet treat something that we value. Uh, so what I want to implore you to do is value yourself in the ways that you value your things, your possessions, your kids, uh, your spouse. Treat yourself the same way. So while we're practicing all the ways that I mentioned earlier, um, I don't want you to think about the negative aspect, but we may be bruised and battered from that experience or remembering what we came through, but that doesn't mean we got to stay there. That's where self-perception comes in, what I mentioned before. Use what you got to get you where you want to go. Now, the third, uh, the second aspect, I'm sorry, is spiritual. Um, this one should be rather easy one for a good bit of us. If you're like me, you were raised in church with Jesus being the head and center of your life. So you heard that every Sunday. It was at the beginning of every devotional and testimony that you heard about the Lord on Sunday. As I stated before, even though that's how I was raised, I don't particularly subscribe to, you know, that one religion. I definitely don't think religion and spirituality are the same thing, but I do hold some of those same notions as a lot of religions. I do believe there is a higher being, or um, layman's term, spirituality, knowing that there is something bigger than myself out there. It gives me a sense of peace as well as holds me accountable. It's a universal human experience. So with that being said, even if you are an atheist, you answer to something or somebody. Having that notion helps to keep us centered and focused. If any of what I just said applies to you, um, denying your happiness, progress, or growth would not, be in, would not be in accordance with whom you answer to. It just may be an inkling as to why we continue to struggle to keep the main thing the main thing. Seeking guidance is okay. Um, I encourage it. But I also want you to explore your spirituality in that sense as well. You may be surprised at what you find. So moving on to the physical. Last week we talked about one of the six basic movement patterns, which is the hinge. I'm pretty sure every able-bodied person in the world practiced it over the last week, whether they were aware of it or not. This week, we talk about push. Pushing is something else that we do on a daily basis. We do it when brushing our teeth, closing a door, or using an armrest to help us stand up. What we don't always do is do it enough to help us maintain or grow our muscle mass. Uh, as I mentioned before, if we want to productively and desirably change our body composition and keep it, lifting weights is a must, and it has to be a main staple in our workout regimen. Continuing on with that theme, though, that we need to take the next step, how about this? Whenever you push something this week, do it 10 times real quick. If you're closing the door or opening it, or opening it close it 10 times. <laughs> you'd actually be pushing and pulling, um, but pulling is next week's movement pattern, so we'll talk about that next week. If you get up from a chair, do it 10 times real quick. Now you've also incorporated a version of a squat in addition to pushing. Hey, now, we're about to have a whole workout uh, just by realizing um, we have what it takes and are equipped, to, and are equipped already with what we need. This uh, is basically functional training, using 
everyday movement patterns to help us get in shape and keep our body parts moving and shaking the way we want them to. Now, if you want to get funky with it, combine the squats 10 times, do the hinge 10 times, and then do the push 10 times, and you've got a circuit. So you can't ever let nobody tell you that you don't know how to work out. <laughs> I promise you, if you can master these six functional movement patterns, you can improve your strength and muscle tone, and we'll continue on with the number four, five, and six within the subsequent, subsequent weeks. Now, I'm not going to lie to you, though. You will have to adjust your heating habits to uh, gain these new, to get these new muscles to show. So as I've said before, nutrition is about 80% of this thing. Um, speaking of, uh, in the next couple of weeks coming up, I'll have a dietitian um, to kind of talk to us a little bit about that. And hopefully we can get a lot of valuable information that we can take away. So make sure you stay tuned for all of that. In closing, this episode is to remind you of who you are. Oftentimes I have to remind myself because I'm not always on the up and up. And so doing this episode is actually helping me in addition, which is what I wanted, but also to be able to help you guys as well and anybody else who may be trying to figure this thing out. The first step can be the toughest, and that's why Elbow Grease exists. As always, I want, you, I want to encourage you to hit me up via email or social media. The email is elbowgreasepod at gmail. Let me spell that for you. E-L-B-O-W-G-R-E-A-S-E-P-O-D at gmail.com. And social media is at Tavisha. Yes, I still do have the ratchet spelling of my name. It's spelled T as in Tom, A-V as in Victor, E-R-S-H-A. The R comes after the E and before the S, at Tavisha. Um, and you can find me on Instagram, Snapchat, Twitter, and Facebook, or anywhere else that username is available because there's only one of me spelled that way. <laughs> um, and also you can follow Elbow Grease Pod as well. And that's, I just spelled that for you, so you got it. And that's on Instagram um, and Twitter. Pretty soon uh, I will be hosting a contest to virtually train three people. And I need to know what you guys, the audience, want to focus on during that time so I can make sure it's beneficial to everyone. So Go ahead and email me, guys, and let me know what you want topics to be because I envision this being interactive even though we're only on episode four. Remember, what you're going through, someone else may be going through as well and vice versa. So you never know who you can help just by asking a question. I'm your host, Tavisha, and I'll see you all next week. Peace. Peace.